Welcome to the Amherst Podcast. Join us as we go beyond underwriting to discover more about our people, culture, and history. Welcome back to the Amherst Podcast. I'm here with Christian Medina. Our guests today are Colleen Godso and Shreya Medina. We'll be discussing leadership at every level. Ladies, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Colleen Godso. I am the UA supervisor for ACIC Kronos. Hello, I am Sheree Medina, and I am the senior tax specialist for Surplus Lines Taxes. How long have you guys been with Amherst? A little over three years. I think 2015. Oh, yeah. wow. 2015? Wow. Yeah, okay, yeah, since 2015. But I started off as an intern, so. Yeah. It's a funny story. For those of you who don't know, Shreya is actually my big sister, and it's crazy. We both ended up in this uh, line of work, this industry. The job she got, I actually wanted to interview for as well, but you know, at the time, I wasn't uh, <laughs> ready. So she took it on, and it couldn't have been a better spot for this company with what she's doing and what she's done. Yeah, she's made such an impact, and she's she's grown and rose to the level she's at now because of her hard work. So. <laughs> Shit. I couldn't have done it. <laughs> I think you could. No, we're sitting with two incredibly hardworking ladies that have c- climbed very quickly up the ladder. And in their jobs, they have a traditional leadership roles that have really shaped the success of their teams. So I will pitch this question and whoever wants to answer first, go for it. But what is your ideal description of a leader? I feel like somebody that will listen to you is not only interested in their own success, but like the team success and getting you where you want to go as well. And someone that has your back because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're working all the time. So yeah, that's a really good answer. <laughs> Ditto. No, <I'm> just <laughs> I agree with Colleen, someone who listens, who takes charge, leads with confidence. And like she said, someone who's also willing to listen. Mm -hmm. And to lead by example, and who's also a hard worker. Right. Because most of the time, those who are leading or just kind of guiding or whatever may be in that role has to set an example, you know, and that people look up to them, kind of want to take on the things that they're doing as well to try and better themselves. So it's like lead by example. You guys truly are a testament towards that. I have to say, I personally work with Colleen day to day and uh, Sharia used to work on the same floor and I worked a lot with both of these ladies. And I could say that they, in my experience, just observing have really portrayed servant leadership Hmm. and getting it, jumping in, getting your hands dirty. Fun fact, I trained Colleen. (laughs) (laughs) She helped me get where I needed to go. (laughs) I mean, perfect fit, honestly, just like from day one, quick learner, team player, jumped in and helped us rebuild our team after the great Amherst shuffle of 2019. So I I have to say from working with her on a personal level, like she does, gets her hands dirty, helps out wherever, takes initiative. And you really do. You lead from the middle of the pack. And I feel like that's what... I appreciate that because I know... In the beginning, it was a little rough getting thrown into everything. Especially with COVID. (laughs) I definitely had your help guiding me. And you came in during COVID? Right before. Okay. I started in fall of 2019. Oh, man, Um, basically still new. Yeah. So 
It was less than six months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or right at six months mm-hmm. in the office. Oh, dang. Yes. Yeah. So you didn't really get to experience that. So your training and your growing as a leader was basically remote. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Which it's is, even more of a testament. It's mm-hmm. been, yeah, it's just different, a different mindset. And we had a lot of people start. And so at that point, Lindsay was the senior UA and training everybody. And she couldn't do it all on her own. So oh, wow. I was kind of next in line to to help with that. But Lindsay did most of it. So, nice. <laughs> well, well, this is your interview. So. <laughs> no, but yeah, from less than a year, Colling was helping train all of our team. And yeah. it was just apparent wow. from from the jump that it just came so naturally. Like she was so patient and so mm-hmm. understanding and so organized. I, <laughs> I don't know if I'm notes. that patient, but. <laughs> no, you definitely are. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, thank you. Well, with that being said, with everything you guys have done and been through, like who are leaders that you guys would say you've modeled your leadership style from, whether that be in your professional life or even in your personal life? I would say all the managers that I've had here at Amherst so far, like Veronica Lee, a lot of people know her and mm. a lot of people don't because there's so many new people nowadays. Yeah. But she was actually here since the beginning of Amherst. She always says she's number two. <laughs> so I was like, wow, okay. Because they had numbers back then when they first started. Yeah. Like who was hired first, yeah. second. And yeah, she was honestly the best first manager I could ever have in my professional career because she was very hands-on. She trusted me a lot, which is a huge thing because you need trust in your team. I mean, yeah. if you don't have trust, then you're not going to succeed. So having her was definitely someone I wanted to model after when it comes to leadership. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I kind of have like an opposite view of that. Like I've had other leaders at other jobs that I've, you know, some things, some qualities I liked and, you know, think about, but a lot of it is kind of being micromanaged. Like that's Mm -hmm. not what we're all about here, different things like that. But I will say like being under Melinda here, she's really good at being strict when she needs to be, but also flexible. And so I think that that balance is really great to try to keep that going and just having an approach of get your work done, handle that. Mm -hmm. And other things happen in life. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. That's great. With you being a mother, Colleen, how does that kind of translate being a leader here at work and then also being a leader in your home? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to play hand in hand somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I try not to like put up with the sass from our toddler. (laughs) 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 So that definitely goes to that. But I will say like in my life, just in general, I'm the type of person that if something needs to be said or needs to be done. I'll say it. Like, I don't have a problem with stepping up mm-hmm. and saying anything. Sometimes that comes across a little blunt, but... <laughs> Sometimes that's what you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... We'll call that concise communication. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, I mean, so with leadership and not necessarily leadership in a traditional role, whereas, you know, you have executives or managers that are, you have direct reports, but... Sometimes you lead people indirectly, whether that's your peers, maybe people on other teams that you work with in a day-to-day basis. How do you go about handling those expectations and then mentoring those groups to grow into greater roles or move forward in their career? I honestly try to meet those expectations because I'm a type of person that doesn't like to disappoint people. 
I know it could be a negative thing in a sense, but like I said before, with like a leader, I try to lead by example. So if I can get things done, I will try my hardest and my best to get it done. And Mm -hmm. I guess with mentoring and trying to help others grow is that you just encourage them too along the way that they're not alone. If you need help, I'm here, but I'm going to let you handle it because I have that trust Mm -hmm. in you to get it done. Don't you kind of oversee the outsourcing team for the the taxes as well? Yeah. How's that? It's a struggle because we work in different time zones for one. So that's really hard. And two, everything is trained virtually. Mm. And so it's like, if they have issues, I'm not awake. So I can't address them right then and there. So that's kind of hard, but they've been helpful though, for sure, because I wouldn't be able to get my job done without them. So I'm grateful for them. I would say with our team, just trying to build that trust, being a go-to person. So if anyone has questions, kind of the same thing, you have a question, come to me, but also try and handling it on your own as well, but also not spending a ton of time trying to figure something out Mm -hmm. on your own. And understanding that every person is different. There's different personalities. Everybody learns a different way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you're training somebody or trying to teach them something, like it's not going to be the same way that you did for the previous person. And just trying to learn things, not necessarily like ahead of everyone, but like if something new comes out, like I just try my best to learn all aspects of it to be able to help my team out. Yeah. So it sounds like you just want to be a resource and then help them developing those critical problem-solving skills, time management, and critical thinking. Definitely. That's true because how can you guide somebody in something you've never done before? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't teach somebody how to shoot a basketball if I've never played basketball in my life. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you got to be hands-on and learn it at the same time, but try to get ahead of it a little bit. That's great. Meeting expectations on both levels at every level. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, and you have to you have to meet people where they are to help them yeah. grow and succeed. Mm-hmm. And you know, a rising tide carries all boats. Mm-hmm. So I definitely feel like as you grow and become a stronger person in whatever role you are, whether that's a UA tax specialist, underwriter, the more you learn, the more you can disseminate that knowledge and help people grow. And sometimes just doing your best and succeeding is the inspiration people need. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that in many different forms, in different ways in my life, which can help shape who you are as a leader. Mm -hmm. So kind of segues into my next question. When did you realize the type of leader you wanted to be in life, whether that was the time you saw poor leadership or great leadership, or there was just a specific instance in which you knew this is how I would have handled it and were able to positively impact that situation? Mm -hmm. So again, I don't, I don't think it's one specific thing for me. I've just always kind of been like, if there's an issue, let's figure out a solution or bring it to someone's attention. Like if other people on our team are like, this isn't working and I'm not the only one that sees that, then I'm going to be the one that steps up and says something. And I've just kind of always been like that in all of my past jobs as well. Mm. And as far as like the type of leader, again, I've learned different ways like not to be. I've had past bosses that have praised people for working long hours and things like that. And I feel like at Amherst, we're very 
family oriented. Everybody works really hard, but you also have a life outside of right. work. Mm-hmm. And I think understanding that and that this isn't somebody's sole purpose in life yeah. kind of helps. And that's the leader that I want to be, not somebody that's just like, oh, you need to do this, this, and this. You need to just get what you need to get done and be dependable. And right. that's know. great that you promote that work-life balance yeah. because mm-hmm. it can lead to burnout too. Exactly. When you, when you're killing yourself and not taking care of life outside of work, because you could be killing it at work, but then, you know, life at home suffers and yeah. you're like, oh, the load of laundry has been sent there for two weeks, but Hey, I'm far out on my accounts. I mean, that's not good for anyone. Yeah. Of laundry in my accounts. (laughs) I wish I could be 60 days out on laundry. (laughs) That would be great. (laughs) When I realized that the type of leader that I wanted to be is when Veronica actually left. Wow. Yeah, because, like I said, she was like my first real professional, like, career manager. So I always had someone as a crutch in a sense and someone to lean on and someone to kind of like tell me what I need to do. Mm -hmm. So when she left, I was like, oh, my gosh, (laughs) she was like, I trust you. (laughs) She was like, I would never retire if I didn't think you can handle this. That confidence that she had in me kind of gave me confidence as well to know that I can handle it just as she thinks I can and hopefully better. And that I wanted to be able to take charge and speak up because a lot of times I'm very timid. If you don't know me, I'm not going to go out of my way to try and talk to you. That sounds kind of rude. but (laughs) (laughs) So to speak up was something that I wanted to do better in because now I had a whole, I guess, team, even though it was just me in the beginning. Like I had a whole team to take care of, a whole department, I guess, to take care of. So. And I wanted to take good care of it the way Veronica did. Yeah. And I remember when Veronica retired, you know, I would talk to my sister and she'd be like, you know, I'm like nervous. This is a lot. Like I'm, she's teaching me everything I need to do, but I feel like I don't get it. And I, I would tell her, like, like you said, Veronica said you're ready. Just trust that. Run with it. And it's proven today because look where we are now. How, how long has it been? Two years since she retired? Yeah. Wow. Two years. Wow, that flew by. Crazy. <laughs> I feel like we need to give an honorary roll tide for Miss Miss uh, Veronica Lee. <laughs> <laughs> As an ag, I'm staunchly against that, but for her. <laughs> now, what would you guys say would be the, the biggest takeaways from being in a non-traditional leadership role? You know, you guys aren't senior management, you guys aren't executives, but you still have that leadership role in where you sit. I think that everybody coming to you for questions and that, like you may not always have the right answer, but if you're confident enough yeah. in your answer, you have a reason to back it up, like doing that and that just trying to stay positive with every situation, everything that comes to you playing into that leadership role. And also knowing that there is a difference in a complaint and something that needs to be fixed and handled. Wow. Wow. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My biggest takeaway is communication. If you don't speak up or if you don't say anything, I I will never know. Yeah. And even if you did something good or you found something great, like it doesn't always have to be negative when you speak up. So mm-hmm. even positive things, like I think, yeah, is very needed. I also feel like just watching Colleen is saying, I don't know, is a good is an answer as well. Solving that problem together yeah. is a good way to 
build some leadership capital with your team is like, you know, I'm, I'm a human being. I'm not yeah. going to know every single thing, but I will do my best and the due diligence and helping yeah. you resolve this mm-hmm. issue. That's really true. And especially like you may not a hundred percent know, but if someone comes to you and you say, this is how I would do it, your underwriter might want to do something different right? Mm-hmm. or you might need to get an underwriter's point of view, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm still a UA, so I don't know what the underwriter's point of view would be right. on certain mm-hmm. things. So I remember when I first started and someone would ask me to do something, I would get so nervous. <laughs> I would try, I would sit there for as long as I could to figure it out on my own. And if I didn't know what to do, I would just try and do it whatever way come to find out. Sometimes I was wrong. Sometimes I was right. <laughs> so it came to a point where I was like, you know what? If I can't do it, I'm going to ask. I'm going to let them know. There's nothing that nobody can tell me that I didn't try. Right. And, if they didn't ha- and with me having trained people as well, if I didn't know the answer for them, I say, you know what? If you and I can't figure it out, let's go to someone higher. Let's go to, let's go to the manager. Let's go to an underwriter, like you said, you know, so. Yeah. Finding the right answer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and sometimes it, it is daunting as a new hire to have so many questions mm-hmm. and definitely having someone like Colleen or Sheree that like has your back. And it's like, you know what, if you're afraid to ask, let's go ask together and mm-hmm. like helping them build that confidence and seeking questions. We've got nothing but good things to say about you two. And we're so grateful that you guys took the time out to come and be on the podcast and share your thoughts and your advice. You guys are truly an inspiration. So Thank you so much for your time and, you know, this conversation. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Bye, sister. (laughs) Thanks for joining us on the Amherst Podcast. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the Amherst Podcast. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Submit any questions you guys may have to podcast at amherst.com, any suggestions. And be sure to get y'all some of that Amherst Podcast merch. Thanks again. Thanks again.